You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Dana Locke. Dana, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Dana, you're in Brooklyn, and we're talking, I, I used to say, at the end of the pandemic, but I guess it's hard to know, but we're at an uh, over-a-year anniversary. Uh, so I, I want to begin by just asking, if you can summarize, how, how was the last year in terms of your, your, your practice? Did things change, or, or were things altered in any particular way? Um, hmm. I would say in the last year things things were like pretty unbalanced in terms of my practice right right when the pandemic hit I was kind of in a frenzy mode preparing for a couple big projects and they both got postponed and when that happened I just kind of dropped everything and um uh, let loose, and I think it was, um, you know, it was such a scary and distracting and confusing time. I would be lying if I said it was a very creative <laughs> period, right? Right sure. in the beginning, especially, I I didn't kind of really fool around with um, trying to pressure myself too much to be creative during that time. It it wasn't very inspiring. Um, But what it did allow me to do, you know, I had plenty of free time on my hands all of a sudden and plenty of time at home. So um, I really ended up um, putting a lot of time into reading and reading texts that I might not have had the kind of focus and attention for otherwise. And that was, that was a way to um, uh, sort of get my mind off of everything. And then, you know, eventually projects did start to pick up again, and there were new deadlines, and, and eventually, slowly, I was able to get, get back to working in the studio. But it was, it was a slow yeah, slow kind of re-entry into, into a creative state. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I certainly understand. And reading, yeah, was, is, is one thing that I think helped people through in, in, in different ways. Um, was there something in particular that you read from last year that, that you remember or was helpful in some ways during the pandemic? Um, I, I wasn't reading things that were, you know, that pertained um, super directly to what was going on in the world. But um, I would say at the time I was um, kind of burrowing into a sort of philosophical study of time. um, And I found the work of a philosopher named Sally Hasslinger, um, who back in the 80s wrote about the metaphysics of time, and I was really excited to find her work um, because there's not many women philosophers that kind of write on that topic. And then it was really interesting because I found that her later work um, addressed, you know, kind of got out of metaphysics and addressed more social issues, social construction, um, morality, justice, 
and um, a lot of writings on race. And it was interesting because um, in, you know, uh, June, you know, everything kind of felt like all of these things that were simmering kind of boiled over. And um, I, I sort of devoted the rest of the summer to reading texts um, on uh, that, you know, pertained to racial justice and um, in a kind of attempt to engage with the Black Lives Matter movement. And it was just interesting that this philosopher, Sally Hasslinger, covered that topic too in a, in a really generous way. So she, she's kind of my person of the year. <laughs> so that's year. cool. Yeah, I'm glad you shared that because that's what can happen, right? All those things came together. Last year yeah. was such a kind of a, of a perfect storm of all these things for, for self-reflection and, and more. And so what are, you, what are you working on now? Let's talk about your current process. I know you're, you're also in a group show, which we could talk a little bit about if you want, but what are you, what's happening in the studio? What are you making at the moment? Um, at the moment, I am working on a body of paintings that will uh, uh, be for a solo booth at Freeze, New York, which, fingers crossed, is supposed to actually happen in person in May. Um, so uh, these will all be oil paintings. Uh, for the booth, I, I usually work in oil paint, and I make drawings as well in chalk pastel, but these will be paintings on canvas. Um, and the works are a set of um, uh, five or six, oh, wait, uh, I've got five small works and one larger canvas. Um, and um, the, uh, what, the ideas, um, <laughs> the imagery in the paintings, um, it, they all kind of um, circle around um, a staircase structure. Um, and uh, the staircase uh, ends up being this kind of um, uh, I'm thinking about it as a structure in the world that is being um, interacted with and modeled and mapped and kind of reconstructed. So it's, it's this form that's um, sort of being investigated and, and reconstructed. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit more. So that's what's, that's what's reappearing in your work or appearing in your work that's in your studio now, this, um, the staircase, among other things. Yes. And, and is there a title for that series of work? Like there was a, a beautiful title for one series called Words Without Skin. Do you imagine hmm. this one having a title? Um. I don't have a title for these works yet, um, but I can, let's see, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to go about kind of describing the core ideas without, without um, Well, you describe some of the ideas, but yeah, I mean, 
what I would want to know is this staircase. It's, it's, um, it seems like a loaded symbol that could mean a lot of things. You know, I was just talking to William Corwin about a show he's having that is also in Brooklyn at this very moment. And he's, he has sculpture in there. There there are ladders, a number of ladders. And so there, there's so many references to the ladders, you know, going up, going down, biblical ones, um, a whole variety of things. And it seems like a staircase, you know, that to me, I related to the ladder as, sort of get me out of here, right? This kind of pandemic or post-pandemic sense of I want an escape hatch. Um, but staircases seem a little bit different. It, it could be yeah. it's usually to another room or it could be down or it could be a place you don't have access to. Uh, I don't know, but it seems to me yeah. a symbol that, 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 that's really loaded that way of, of, of yeah. what it could mean. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's, it's a symbol that's been um, floating around my studio for more than a year now. And I think the ideas that I've anchored it to have kind of roved over time. Um, in this body of work, the staircase, I'm not thinking about that particular element as symbolic, but I'm thinking about it as um, just a kind of baseline volume to anchor other interactions on. So one of the things that I'm most interested in. You, you mean, sorry to interrupt, but you mean almost like a, a compositional element to, to, to yeah, bring you in or around? Exactly. It's a compositional element, and it's um, a sort of recurrent element to perform transformations on um, and to depict in different ways. Um, as a kind of um, uh, pump for for other elements in the work to be activated. Um, so one thing that happens in the work is um, in the large painting, um, a uh, a piece of fabric with a grid on it is overlaid on top of the staircase and um, there's a hand that's using this piece of fabric. It could be like a dish towel or a rag. The hand is using this piece of fabric to clean. And one thing that I'm really thinking about this piece of fabric as um, uh, a stand-in for a kind of conceptual framework or a conceptual scheme. Um, And I'm kind of interested in the the, uh, imagery and the metaphors that we use to talk about um, conceptual frameworks or our ways of accessing the world. And I think one way that we usually talk about that is um, through a kind of grid or through an actual frame or a window. We use this metaphor of seeing. And I'm interested in kind of redepicting that as, um, as an image that has more to do with touch and feeling and um, in this case, it's an image that's like actually soaking up substance from the world and maybe cleaning the world with this dirty dish rag. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah, that sounds kind of um, 
almost narrative and even more specific. You you also talked about uh, stairs as I mean a number of things here, but also as as I remembered, an element of transformation of some kind. That 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 does sound symbolic. But did you not mean it that way? And in, 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 did you mean kind of compositional or formal transformation, or or did you mean uh, yeah, something personal um, or through a different lens? Yeah. So, like, one of the kind of central transformations that I'm interested in in, in this body of paintings is that um, in, in one painting, um, there is a, a sort of um, ambiguous, um, big, dark space in the painting that looks like it could be either the negative space behind the staircase, or it could be a volume in front of the staircase. So there's a kind of gestalt switch. Um, and I'm interested in that big dark space being something heavy and weighty and full of volume versus being something totally airy and empty. And so that kind of transformation of um, a positive volume of this staircase and a kind of um, mapping of the negative space of that volume um, happens elsewhere as well in the painting. So you literally kind of see this positive volume and its inverse turned into a volume as well. And how large are these canvases, or the ones you're the one you're talking about now? Um, so the big one is uh, 56 inches by 62 inches, and um, the small ones are uh, 16, around like 16 inches. And then I have some really, really small ones that are about 10 inches. Wow, the big one's huge. I'm glad I asked that. That's what I thought. That that that's uh, that's a huge one. That sounds like it anchors the rest almost or or does it i would say that that yeah i don't i don't um if there is like a sequence to the paintings i feel like that's the one that comes first um just in that for that large one um i am kind of thinking about it as depicting this moment of investigating the world um, or, or a, like a kind of initial moment of contact where you're kind of taking a sample from the world. And then the smaller ones kind of depict this process of using that information to construct something about the world, a representation of the world. Um, but yeah, the big one does kind of anchor it. Um, it's very much sort of a depiction of a space, whereas the smaller ones are um, more so depictions of objects and kind of live in, in the territory of, of still life. And I, I always really enjoy um, playing with contrast and scale like that. Mm. I like that. And there's a current group show up just to talk about where these works will go and what's out there right now. Um, is there a group show up right now called Regroup Show? Yes, there's a show up at Miguel Brew, um, which I was just uh, thrilled to participate in. And um, the, the new 
work that's in that show is a really big painting. Um, it's about uh, uh, 70 inches high. And that painting as well was very much um, kind of started from a place of, of wanting to play with scale. Um, I had some drawings of um, books around around the studio as sort of just life-size books. And I decided, you know, and I had this big white canvas. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to blow this book up to the size of this canvas. So it, it kind of, that painting just started from the point of like kind of wanting to see the thrill of this oversized object. Um, and then that painting too, sort of, um, it, it depicts this um, large book in sort of muted grays um, and, and a very kind of smooth surface texture and um, then sort of tucked away in the book, there's this kind of patch of the painting that's a sort of painting within the painting. It's a still life that includes another book and um, some cooking ingredients. And um, I was excited about kind of like making a tiny painting within a larger painting and also interested in contrasting this sort of smooth generalization, this sort of theoretical big book with this tiny patch of really rich textures and um, a much more particular depiction of a book, a much more specific book um, that really had all of these specific qualities. So it's kind and of like about... The, and, 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 and the name of that painting is Weather System? Yeah, the name of that painting is Weather System. It has, um, there's a big rainbow uh, <laughs> in, in the book, which I can't give you a very good explanation for why that rainbow is there, but it's there. And um, the weather system came out of the fact that there's also um, a sort of bright spotlight on the book as well as um, within the, this kind of tiny still life, there's a Morton salt container. And if you know your Morton salt uh, logo, um, it depicts a little girl with an umbrella in the rain um, holding a Morton salt container, dropping salt. Um, so I was excited about the relationship between my, my big giant rainbow and the teeny tiny Morton salt girl in the rain and the spotlight kind of being a sun, so the sun and rainbow and rain. And I was kind of thinking about all of these, um, all of these signs of weather, all of these symbols of weather um, existing within the painting, but kind of operating on different faces of the painting and sort of on different levels of representation within the painting. I like that. Thank you for sharing that with us. And, and um, that shows up now, of course, and I'll have a link to that in here. Is there, is there any other shows coming up that you want to mention or, or mention what's going to happen with the current work that you're, that you're doing? Yeah, there's another show 
at another group show at Andrew Kraps opening uh, Friday, um, and this is this is a, a great group show that's all um, young painters. It's called Fifteen Painters, um, and uh, I'll have two works in that show, um, and those works as well are they're they're pretty much a part of the same body of work that I'm that I'm making for free. One depicts um, a gridded, a checkered cloth um, that's overlaid on a, on a staircase, um, and the other one depicts um, a piece of fabric overlaid on grass. And, and both of those works, I'm, I'm also thinking about this, um, this fabric, this human artifact, as something that interacts with the world and, and models the world. That's exciting. I want to ask you one more question before we go, which is what are you reading at the moment? Um, at the moment, I wish I had more time for reading, <laughs> but the books that are um, on my uh, bedside table are a collection of poems by Emily Dickinson and um, a big, fat book of crazy cat cartoons. I like that. Um, Crazy Cat sounds like um, a good thing to be reading now. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Dana, I want to thank you so much for talking with me and wish you well with your shows. Uh, Thanks again so much for talking with me today. Thanks. Wonderful to talk. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.